Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to Season 3, Episode 13 of the Next Dimension Podcast, your podcast that's all about VR and in the future, most probably also about AR. Today with me here today is Steve, VR Flight Sim Guy. How are you doing today? I'm very well, Seb. A little bit hungover, but apart from that, I'm all good. I'm ready to talk about VR as always. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, hangover, that happens sometimes. Also with me, Sebastian Ang, the host of the show and the founder of the Next Dimension podcast. Before we get into the show, we would like to say thank you to our sponsor, VR Optician. Today's Next Dimension podcast is brought to you by VR Optician. VR Optician solves the biggest problems that glasses wearers face with VR headsets by delivering highest quality lens inserts from Zeiss made in Germany for all VR headsets out there. You never again have to worry about having to wear glasses in VR, but instead you will enjoy more comfort and convenience for your VR experience. Simply go to vroptician.com, choose your headset, enter your prescription and you VR optician lenses are coming your way no matter where you are because worldwide shipping is simple and stress-free. Thanks so much to VR Optician for supporting the VR community and the Next Dimension podcast. Yes, this is a sponsored podcast nice. now. So nice. nice. So, so really cool. Thanks to VR Optician for sponsoring this podcast. It's a great company. And I can simply, from the bottom of my heart, like recommend this company. Um, Steve, you also use them? Yeah, it's so funny <laughs> because this is not planned, I promise you. But I've just got some here, uh, VR Optician's lenses. And I use them for the Vario Aero as well. And yeah, very, very professional. They have those... Coat special coating. I can't. Is it like Zeiss right. or something? Or wait, Zeiss is the lenses. Like it's yeah. the, the 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 biggest lens maker and the most prestigious, greatest lens maker here in Germany, and really high quality stuff. So it's amazing that we can have that in our VR headsets. Yeah, really cool, cool stuff, cool stuff. So if anyone out there also in the future wants to sponsor an episode of the next dimension podcast you can do so now and you can reach well the vr community this is an amazing podcast you're reaching all the right people and if you want to sponsor an episode you can do so by getting in touch with me and my email address is down in the description of this video so again thanks to vr optician for making this happen yeah amazing <laughs> really oh. really cool so for all of you out there who don't know about the next dimension podcast this is a weekly podcast that is live streamed here on mrtv and you can also listen to us everywhere where you can find audio podcasts so google alexa itunes spotify everywhere where you can find podcasts we are there and yeah you can listen to us at work and probably is going to yeah, entertain you <laughs> while you are at work and if you love this podcast it would be really cool if you would give us a five-star review on itunes simply get out your ipad or your iphone find the podcast app find us and well give us a five-star review if you enjoy this podcast yes so Today, we are going to talk about some exciting topics. 
Oh yeah. Right, Steve? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are not sure. We are not so sure yet about which topics, but for sure they're going to be exciting. No, kidding, kidding. Of course, we will talk about the PSVR 2. It is getting so close now. It's it's out in the wild. The PSVR 2 is out in the wild, and you can see like content creators unbox that thing. And I'm also going to show that to you really soon. It is exciting. We are going to talk about the PSVR 2 again. Also, I will tell you about my visit today to HTC. I went there again. You know, right now, in the moment, at this moment in time, I am based here in Taiwan. And, uh, well, HTC is also here. And today I had the chance to go uh, hands-on with the HTC Vive XR Elite again, this time for much longer and being able to try out more things. So I will tell you about it. Also, we will talk more about the Pimax Crystal, because it is being sent out now. It is being sent out to content creators. And yeah, we also want to talk a bit about that. Before we go into those topics, though, Steve, how was your last week like? Tell me about it. Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah, well, I don't have as much to say, of course, that I did the other week, because I haven't been on the show for about two years, or it seemed like it. So I had loads <laughs> I was doing, but... This week, really, I've been mainly, um, and I'm going to say the most obvious thing the VR community could ever hear, <laughs> but Half-Life Alex, what an amazing game that is. <laughs> and I've just been revisiting it uh, last week. This, Well, sorry, this week, um, in using the Pico 4, actually, with virtual desktop. And I just feel like it's the right time for me to really play it properly because I confess I haven't played it all the way through. I always get to a certain uh -huh. uh, point And then a new headset came out or something. And then I'd end up trying it again with that one and messing around. But I'm actually going to just completely immerse myself in the story and go through the whole thing, which I, you know, I should have done ages ago, admittedly. But I feel like now's right. the right time with my new computer uh, powered with the, the Pico 4 with those pancake lenses. It just looks phenomenal. It really does. Uh, and very scary, actually. It plays uh, some it parts really are. Like, it, it's because the graphics are so vivid. And, you know, I, I do wonder, because I know, Seb, you do struggle with horror. Uh, so oh, I oh, I struggle with horror a lot. <laughs> I presume you've played Half-Life, Alex, all the way through, have you? I, I have, Or, of course. Yeah, I have yeah. I have played it through uh, as soon as, I, as it came <laughs> out. And um, yeah, I, I totally know what you're talking about. So <laughs> it is a bit spooky, honestly. It's quite it's, spooky, yeah. right? It, so It's funny because what for, for me, I think it's a combination, of course, of the the physics, the physical sort of connection you have in VR, like even just the fact you're opening doors and they feel like you're opening the doors. And you know, I picked up a rat at one point and it was moving. And like, like just <laughs> mess around with it. And it, it, it was like it was a ragdoll physical thing. Ah, you know? okay. It's just because of the way things move around. And uh, yeah, that when the head crabs kind of jump at you, I'm just, obviously I'm saying everything right. everyone knows, but uh, yeah. yeah, I've been really... Super enjoying that with the Pico 4, it must be said, because it just looks so beautiful uh, with that it headset. Does. It really right, does. right. So, <laughs> so, so, yes, it was also a bit scary for me, but I must say yeah. it really helped that I was live streaming it. So I was live streaming oh, okay. the whole thing <laughs> to, to my YouTube Ooh. channel, like one part to the English channel and then most of the part to the German channel. And there were always people with me. You know, I, I didn't feel so alone. 
And that's yeah, the key. I, that's what I need to do then. I think that is really the key. So <laughs> so when in, when I was in a dark area, I kind of like uh, yeah dealt with my fear by voicing it to the audience, to the thousands of people <laughs> who are watching me. You know, uh, to the five people who are watching. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yep. So it was good. So like this, probably that's what you could also do. I'm sure people would enjoy like joining you. Because yeah, well, you know, people um, like they they know us now, right? Because of these shows, they know us actually. I think people get to know us like personally, and I think they also enjoy like joining us. I know people love to see me play those horror games because they know I'm I'm freaking afraid, right? And it's the biggest joy for them. <laughs> exactly, and I, I just think I, it was a bit of a, a bittersweet experience for me actually because. Even though it was just the most mind-blowing game, I mean, it's it's in a league all on its own. Even now, I feel like, damn, have we peaked? Is we not? We haven't seen a game like that. You're right. A, You're well, right. For so know, long, since, right? It's been such a long time, and playing that, I feel quite sad as well as like amazed by it. Because I just think this is the dream. This is the kind of quality triple a game that i really want to see more in vr then it got me thinking about the psvr too which we'll probably chat about later anyway i just want to say because yeah probably exactly these kind of experiences are now upon us right with horizon Hopefully. call of the mountain and horizon <laughs> yeah there could be more <laughs> <laughs> like hopefully well who knows resident evil Hunter is 8 right maybe. Re resident evil 8 like that yeah game, that looks amazing that looks really a game good. that i'm uh post to play through Alone in the dark? No, obviously no. But <laughs> I hope there's going to be more. But also like Gran Turismo 7, probably people will spend lifetimes in it because they can play that like forever. You know, the hundreds of cars, those racetracks, then uh, chasing those best scores and all this goodness. You know, yeah. So yeah, PSVR I think too. <laughs> PSVR, actually. No, I'll say that until we talk about it, actually <clears throat> just actually uh, paradise paradise decay has just said to me um have i played lone echo one and two i actually have both of those and i've only played lone echo one so far but i found it a bit of a struggle to get into personally because i found her quite annoying you know, she, she keeps telling you to do things all the time <laughs> maybe i've got a problem with authority or something no. i don't know but i just how it goes for us men a little like bit the women well. tell us exactly what to do <laughs> <laughs> just i found it a little bit tedious but the whole obviously experience of, again the graphically and you know the, the facial expressions everything very very that's great as well, but it's good it's good i, I still think though half-life is, is is completely on a different league and i do wonder it how is. much how how much you know valve had to invest into just that one game and how much did they get back in revenue did did they break off i reckon they probably you know <laughs> um, did very even, well with yeah. the sales but i just I wonder so. how, did it really do that well because we haven't seen any more games from them and they did promises three titles for three triple a titles and we never right. saw any of them so did it not do yeah, very well? I don't know. I think it did well, but this company, they are like really special. You know, they do what they, whatever they want, whatever yeah, they feel I res like. I respect that to some degree. It, it is interesting to some degree when they bring us something like Half-Life Alex, but obviously we hope for more. And the PC VR community, obviously we need more because it, it does feel like <laughs> it is dead, right? The PC VR is dead. Yeah, it does feel like yeah. it. it. It really, really does feel like it. However, 
you know, what kind of is holding up the PCVR for the world is the, the modding community. There's going to be yes. that Unreal Engine injector um, mod where you can play all of the Unreal games in VR, like as in all of them. So it, it's like mind-blowing. You suddenly will be able to play hundreds of titles in VR in a way that probably works well. So I haven't tried it myself, obviously, but I want to and I will <laughs> once it's out. And I don't know, perhaps a bit earlier, if, if the modding community allows me to do so. This is probably going to be kind of a game changer. What are your thoughts about this modding and this injector mod where you can suddenly play all the Unreal uh, game engines, uh, engine games? That's ah, fantastic. Right? That's one thing I love about the VR community. You know, a lot of us are actually quite up on the tech and we can, you know, there's a lot of talent out there as well. So there is definitely always that option of, you know, uh, porting games and some of the mods. In fact, Gary from Immersive Robot, by the way, hi, Gary. You should get him on and have a chat. You know, if you want to yeah, come join us, feel free. Um, it'd be great to chat to you. But uh, he mentioned about one of the Half-Life's... Uh, which one was it? You did say Half-Life 2 VR mod. That is my next plan. Once I finish this, I'm going to try the VR mod and see how that compares. Of course, it's going to be different. But yeah, I think the community is so passionate that I don't think PC VR will ever die at all. But we are in trouble, without a doubt, especially in the sort of middle price bracket anyway. Um, and of course, we've got a lack of software, a, lot, a lack of games coming out. But yeah. Mods are a wonderful thing, and that's one thing I want to try. In fact, when I finally get the Pimax Crystal, one of the first things I'm going to do, believe it or not, I want to try Cyberpunk with it. And I oh, think man. Do that, Seb. I love fact, Cyberpunk. Just steal my idea and just do a video on it, honest. Because honestly, <laughs> I think that would be a great video to show because the Cyberpunk mod for VR, it looks so, so good. It's the perfect game to showcase the lighting, of course, with the local dimming and everything. So. Yeah. And of course, uh, the other one as well. Oh, what's it called? Um, Red Dead Redemption. Is it that one? Uh, yes. Yes, yeah, right. Another one that I'd like to try in VR as well. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of uh, talent out there and hopefully that will carry on. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And who knows? Probably some of the PSVR 2 games will spill over to PCVR, right? That is our big hope. They would be good as well. Yeah, let's see. Let's see yeah 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 right yeah gary i've just sent you the the invitation to your twitter so if you want to join us for a chat you can absolutely do so if you if you have the time right yeah so what else did you do um what else did i do well that was it took a quite a lot of my time up i did pl play quite a bit of walkabout mini golf actually <laughs> which is the complete opposite end of something like half-life alex yeah i still love that game i know i mentioned this quite a bit oh, it, is, moment, it is it is it's good. quite sad it is actually great. my quest all it's doing right now is playing that game and um, that's all i'm using it for and I, and I sort of go and have a bit of a laugh with a few friends playing uh really badly at, at mini golf uh, with, with a beer and it's just such a good laugh it reminds me when i was a teenager and i used to go to the pub and have a game of pool. It's like that, you know, but you're yeah, in your living yeah, right. room and you're with a group of friends having a game of golf and just having a good time. It's just one of those fantastic games that you just, it's just so worth the money. It's like, what is it, 10 pounds or something ridiculous. It's, it's just such, and I love how the developer it, is continually making new maps. Like there's a new one. I think it might even be out today. Uh, I'm not sure. And it's, it's so creative with those maps and they can be like the labyrinth uh, 
particular map he used and, and created is just very, very like so immersive, even though it's like not graphically impressive because you're in that VR world. It doesn't matter. You just it's so there. And it's yeah, I love it. So I've been playing quite a it's, bit of that recently. It is so good with friends. It is really like Definitely. just meeting them in the in the pub or yeah on the mini golf. It is. Uh, it feels course, like that, right? really. it is. It is. <laughs> it is so good. It's one of one of the best social games out there. Absolutely. So yeah, I also love it. Everybody needs to play it. It's good that you can nearly play it on all the systems. I have so... to say though, it looks pretty awful on Pico Four still, which is a great shame. Oh really? Um, really? Yeah, it doesn't look very nice, and it hasn't been updated okay. for such a long time. So oh, no. And if you look on the reviews, everyone's saying like the graphics are really like pixely, and I totally agree. It just it doesn't look right, and I hope that okay. Pico can sort that out because it would look. I'm absolutely I'm I'm, sh I'm sure they can. Like if they want, or if if the developer wants, they can make it look better than on Quest Two and Quest Pro for sure. So it's just about like using the the right resolution and optimizing the game for the Pico Four, and then it should should work fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, think, what mini golf. Good. I think the other thing I was messing around with uh, this week <clears throat> a little bit, I did, in fact, I've done a video on it, uh, flying a plane, obviously. Um, <laughs> I tried the Reeve of G2, I've done this before, but super sample to 150% in OpenXR. And yeah, every time I do that, I'm so amazed with how good that headset looks. Yeah, right. Uh, Still, right? It, look, it does look so good. It really does. Even with the Fresnel lenses, because <clears throat> if you super sample, those that headset it, it kind of widens the sweet spot a little bit i don't know how i, I guess because it's obviously so much sharper in the center it kind of spills out a little bit but uh mm -hmm. it does look mm -hmm. so good and uh it just makes me even more like pained think just knowing that there's not going to be a g3 i just think what a shame they unbelievable they almost unbelievable. got the perfect vr headset i'm telling you they didn't need to change too much. Just have better controllers. That would be the, the bulk of the work, wouldn't it? Right. Better controllers. The algorithms of the tracking could possibly be worked on just through software. Um, but just stick a, some pancake lenses on. I know it's not as easy as that. I appreciate that. Find someone else who can, you know, they can collaborate with, you know, which like Samson are doing, which is great. It would have been a fantastic, really high-selling VR headset. But hey. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, yeah, but... But well, since Microsoft kind of pulled out of it, it is now tough for them to do everything from, from scratch. You know, like with Microsoft, giving them the Windows Mixed Reality stack, actually they had everything they needed in terms of controllers and controls and tracking and so on. And then they just built the whole thing around that. But yeah. now with that gone, okay, they would really have to start from scratch. Obviously, they could do it because they are HP and they, they do have lots of knowledge, but probably it would have just been too much of an investment to get it out. So in my opinion, they now leave the heavy lifting to uh, Meta, to Apple probably, to, uh, yeah, to Sony, and they will come back in the future at one point when it's mainstream. Probably, and here he is. That is so oh, amazing. Hello, yeah, hello, Gary. How are you doing? That's amazing <laughs> to have you, man. Yeah, it's good. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's good to be back on the show. It's, uh, it is amazing. It's spontaneous. Gary, I've sorted everything out, so I'm back here. I should be okay. Yeah, I think. Perfect. Oh, it's yeah, great you good. could make it, Gary. It's, it's nice yeah, to see you good. again. It really is. Yeah, it's that, good that, to speak both of you. 
Perfect. Perfect to catch up. Yeah, th that timing is better for you in general, right? Than the evening slot, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends really what we've got it going depends. on during the day. But yeah, sure. yeah, it's oh, uh, man. yeah, it's good to watch. I, I mean, I've been enjoying the last few episodes definitely. <laughs> that is great. Yeah, and <laughs> sorry, I was going to say I've got a quite funny story to tell you, Gary. I watched your podcast because you've got a great podcast going as well. Oh yeah, exactly. And I, I watched it for the first time the other day, and yeah. I was in the car, and because I was watching that, I got a flat tire in my car. Literally, I, I blame your podcast oh, for that. And I was at yeah. the side of the road for like two hours. So I just sat there listening to the podcast <laughs> inside the road well, before. It you're not really the first one to mention that, actually. I think a few people have had punctures when they've been listening to us. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> How strange. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, I must say, I've seen quite a lot of blasphemy on your channel, right? You were like kind of criticizing the PSVR 2. And rightfully, you've been like uh, criticized for that a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, all it is, I, I, so I just made a video, it wasn't really criticising, it was really just saying, yeah, I don't I know, think I it was really running at 120 frames per second, that's all, but yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I'm a little bit jealous, I'm just jealous of people that have got one on pre-order and stuff like that, so I'll, I, I would, I'm going to pick one up, but maybe in a few months, I think, yeah, PSVR 2. Oh, that's going to be Really? Good. So you're going you're gonna to go for it then, Gary, are you? Wow. Well, I'll see. I'll see how finances are and things like that because I've not got a PS5 either at the moment, so that's oh, the big no. thing as well. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, um, Gary, tell tell us now about uh, what have what has been what has happened to you in the last month VR in in the VR scene. What what did you do? So, tell us about your uh, amazing podcast. It's an it's uh, mostly audio, but you're also on YouTube. So tell us about it. Yeah, it's all audio only. So myself, Flute Rogie, who some of the community might know, and uh, Dazed Netic, um, who's got his own channel as well. We do a podcast. It's every two weeks we do a podcast called Recentered, and it's on my channel, so you can view it on there. And we just really sort of relax, and same as this, really. We just have a nice chat about VR for an hour and a half or so, um, and do that kind That's of great. stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it's going really well. It's nice and casual. And I always wanted to do like a, I wanted to keep it audio only. The audio only is uploaded to the YouTube channel, but I provide videos and stuff like that that people can watch while we talk as well. So, okay, great. Cool. And uh, yeah, what 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 were you uh, enjoying in VR recently um, or in the last few months? What kept Windling. you excited? Windlands ah, yes. Two on the yes, Quest. Yes. Great. Yeah, ah. I absolutely love that game. And uh, I, it, it blows my mind. I said this on the podcast. It blows my mind how more people don't put it, like like rank it in some of their top VR games very often. I don't see it come up very often, which is disappointing. But yeah, Winlands 2 is just so fantastic on the Quest 2. And I recommend people, like even, even now the discussion around it seems to be dying down a little bit. And I, I really think it should be up there with, like the likes of things like Moss um, and Red Matter 2 and things like that. Some of the peak sort of uh, single player. And in fact, Winlands 2, it's multiplayer as well. So it's got co-op and stuff. So yeah, I really enjoyed that for, for the past I'm just checking it out as you're uh, talking about it because I'm not really aware of it. It's so good. It's like um, you are like oh. swinging. You, you have some kind of grappling hooks and then you swing around and the, the kind of freedom with this kind of locomotion, it's like unbelievable. You can only do this in VR. You know, this yeah. kind of game. It's it's just so good. I'm just looking at it now, actually. It does look very cool. 
It's just it how is. it feels. It's just feels so good to play that game. I really enjoy it. And it's not like it's got, it's about six hours long, something like that, the single player game. But you can go in there with friends and just swing around and stuff and have a chat. And uh, honestly, it's fantastic. It's such a good game. Love it. Yeah, really. It looks yeah. very sort of like uh, walkabout mini golf style graphics as well, doesn't it? Which, yeah, you know what? it's yeah. funny when you look at a trailer, like I've just seen the trailer now on YouTube, it kind of goes, eh, meh. But then when you're actually in, that environment it, it's completely different isn't it you feel like you're actually there even though the graphics aren't particularly impressive yeah it's just the way but it fits together the thing the thing with it as well it's like because walkabout does this a little bit as well because walkabout you've got this you can see the whole course really i mean if you go out you can look yes, over and see the whole course but the, the thing with windlands too it's got this really good draw distance as well so you really feel like you're in an open space like an yeah. open world absolutely fantastic yeah Nice, nice. I, I'm often in walkabout mini golf trying to see if I can like glitch through, like go as far as I can, like you know, almost like Mary Poppins or something, like you know, going, I'm really high up, but I just keep going and there's just no yeah. end to it. You can't, I can't I, yeah, to yeah. find the edge of the graph, you know, typical nerdy thing to do. You're, like, try and you're trying to go to the moon, yeah. Well, it felt <laughs> like it. <laughs> it is cool. Yeah, that's also cool that you could fly around in uh, in uh, walkabout mini golf. Exactly. Oh my goodness, this VR stuff is cool. <laughs> it's, it's really great. I love it. Still, yeah, cool. I'm I'm looking forward to find out what are your thoughts about all the different headsets that we have not talked about it with each other. So so that's going to be exciting to find out um, your thoughts about it. Um, yeah, are you finished with your week, Gary, or is there anything more yeah, that we would like? Yeah, to... I mean. No, that's okay. Yeah, I've, I've, it's Winlands 2, um, just really messing around. Like, I got the latest V50 update for the Quest 2 as well. I managed to get, All right. get that quite yeah. early. So I've been uh, sort of toying around with that direct touch updates with hand tracking. So you can just, it's got this almost like the, the displays that are in there on the menu system. They act almost like touch screens now. So you can just touch them okay, cool. and scroll them, things like that. And it's a nice little addition. You know, it's not going to change anything that much, but it is, it sort of points, I think, to the direction that hand tracking is going to and the kind of interfaces they want to get to at some point. So yeah, I, I right. liked it. Yeah. It okay, is remarkable, cool. isn't it? How... When the Quest 2 was first released, in terms of you know what it was capable of, to now, just through software, it's like a different headset, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. it's amazing so good. what they've done, really. The meta engineers are the best out there. Like What they can do with software is fantastic. And yeah, just like you said, the Quest 2 was a different headset than it was at the beginning. Right now, it's Very much so, so good. Yeah. yeah, well done. Well done. Okay, cool. Then let me update you guys about what I did in the week. So I tried out um, the, the final version of the Geek VR facial interface for the Pico 4, which is nice. So they added some, some wedges because there was uh, actually light leakage before. But now with those wedges, um, actually the Geek VR facial interface is really good, even though it is a bit expensive. At seventy dollars, so that's something that you should consider, and I will try the competition as well in the future. But good to see that finally there is some some uh, accessories coming out for the Pico Four. Um, 
Gary, did you ever try the Pico Ford? Did we ever talk about it? It's just like <laughs> such a long time ago that we talked to each other. Yeah, no, I, I didn't try the... Uh, well, I tried the Pico 4 recently, more recently, not ah, when it first came okay. out, I just borrowed it. So Mac in VR and Days Netic, one of the co-hosts from the podcast, he came. they both came down to an event which is close to where I live, the Retro Computer Museum, and both of them bought their Pico 4s okay, cool. to show everyone. So, um, yeah... Mac in VR was sort of wandering around the event with his Pico 4 on in past oh, through nice. and stuff and showing it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I tried I tried it. I, I really like the headset. I do. And the okay. pancake lenses do make a big difference. I will pick you up, though, because we're going to probably bring this upon one of our podcasts, actually, because I've not tried this, um, the Geek VR thing. Uh, the, oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. My, uh, yeah, the, my co-host is not in agreement with you on that particular uh, item. He, okay. He the this the Geek VR? Yeah, the he didn't like VR, it. Yeah, no, he's, he had a few problems with it. I think he's okay. been in contact with them and stuff. So, but I don't okay. know his full in-depth opinion. So we'll see what, what how far that goes. But uh, I know Mac likes right. it as well. Mac in VR gave it a really good review as well. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, but good to good to know that you also like the the Pico Four. Like, it's, I really yeah. enjoyed. <laughs> it is really good headset. Yeah, I can't I can't knock it really. It's um. Yeah, I think those pancake lenses, the edge-to-edge -edge clarity and all that kind of stuff, really, yeah. really good. Yeah, right, right. It's still not perfect. There's still, uh, yeah, some kind of, um, yeah, not god rays, right, but some kind of glare things going on. But it seems to be a thing with pancake lenses that they're also not optically perfect. Yeah, anyways. Yep, so that's what I tried out, uh, the Geek VR fa uh, facial interface. Then um, yesterday I made a video... <laughs> about the, the top 10 best PSVR 2 that games. That did make me laugh when I saw <laughs> that. <laughs> me too, oh because actually <laughs> in this podcast, I proclaimed that I am not going to make this kind of video. But then, <laughs> then, I, did, but, but then, then I couldn't resist myself to do it because actually <laughs> I, I did find out um, and on Facebook, Facebook groups that there, that, that there are simply quite a few yeah, newcomers to VR, and they really need to know, actually, which are the best 10 games for them. You know, like for us, we just see uh, the, the list of games that will come out, and then we know already, right? But yeah. just, just imagine it. You have your PS5, you've been playing, like, flat gaming all your life, and then you hear about the PlayStation VR 2, and you hear it's going to be amazing, and you always want to try it. You have no idea, right? You have no idea. You see something like Moss, you have never heard about Moss. So probably this video is going to help them find find the right video and find the right games and to to make uh, more educated decisions about which games are are there and which games they should try out. So so yeah, Gary. So what are your thoughts about the PlayStation VR two? Um, are you um, excited about excited about it or uh, what are you, what what are your thoughts? I, I want one. I definitely want one. And I'm probably going to go around Paradise K's house, who's in chat at the minute as well. He's invited me around to try it when it gets launched. Actually, so, um, cool. yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it a try. Um, I think in terms of content, that's really what it comes down to. Because the hardware, I think it looks fantastic anyway with, with the hardware. Um, but I do think like in terms of like a VR enthusiast that's been into a lot of this stuff before... I think the content doesn't speak to me quite as much. There's stuff that I want to mm -hmm. play, of course, GT7, 
um, you know, Resident Evil 8 and uh, Call of the Mountain. These are the big ones that, that I would love to play. But at the moment, the content isn't speaking to me. Although I will say, when you watch, there was a di- uh, Digital Foundry video about Song in the Smoke. It was an interview with the developers. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about all the improvements um, <clears throat> on that as well with that particular game, which is a great game anyway. So it does make me think maybe it would be good to revisit all of these as well. So, um, and Paradise yeah. K is mentioning the cable because notoriously in the past, I've mentioned how the cable is not a good thing. Now, let <laughs> me just clarify this. Let me just say <laughs> it's not a good thing. It's the, Having a cable is not a good thing. Nobody would take that in an ideal world, all things being equal. No, Peter. A headset without a cable would be preferable with one width, but I understand that it's necessary for what they are trying to do with this headset. Right. Um, in order to get the fidelity, and at the moment the technology, wireless technology is expensive that could do that kind of thing um, to the same level that a cable can do. So I know it's necessary, but it's not ideal. That's all I've ever said. That's all I've ever said. But it's uh, yeah, it's necessary. Okay. Got it. Got it. So, I think you see what you but, mean, actually, Gary. Like. When I was playing Half-Life Alex the other day, I thought, you know, I'm just going to try it with the G2 for a bit because I haven't done that for a while. Just just for my own little sort of comparisons between wireless and, you know, native PC VR. And it meant the cable. And it, I must admit, because I haven't played any game with a cable for such a long time, I, it's not like it was a deal breaker as such, but I was aware of it. I think that was the thing. I was aware it was there. Yeah. And I just had to be you know, just mindful of it and you could just feel it. And every now and then I just kind of just whack it out the way or something like that. Now I know there's lots of options out there. Like you can have a thing that swings, you know, from your ceiling and everything, but which yeah. isn't good for your cable. I don't think anyway, but I, I, I know what you mean, Gary. It's like, it, of course, anybody would prefer it being wireless, but I don't think it's going to be something that's going to be a huge issue for people. But if you could wish for the perfect VR headset, it absolutely would be a wireless solution, especially for gaming. Yeah, but it wouldn't have worked as well as now with the cable. That's the point. It wouldn't be that price point if it was wireless, right? That's, because they would yeah, have to yeah, have I've got, to I know sell reason. batteries yeah. to us, right? And it would not look as good. There would be artifacts. So I'm totally fine with this option, honestly speaking. So that's good. And I do think that many of us will revisit some games because they will feel better and there's going to be a whole new... Uh, immersion in it. That's what I believe, at least. And I did already speak to people who have already played some games on it. And they said that, for example, the Star Wars game, for example, you know, Star Wars um, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, it is just so much better on the PSVR 2 because now when you use the blasters, you can really feel how it feels or how you imagine it would feel to fire a blaster because that resistance is now totally different than on the on the Quest 2, for example. And also the colors. And yeah, I, I totally believe I am going to revisit quite a few games with the PlayStation VR 2 that perhaps on the Quest 2 were good, but on the, on the PlayStation VR 2 will be much better. Yeah, yeah, right. So Quest 2, that's going to be interesting. We're going to talk a bit more about it in the show today. Yep. Other than that, today, actually, today I went to HTC again. I'm in Taiwan right now, as I mentioned before, and they showed me the HTC XR Elite again. And uh, this was the second time now that I tried it. But this time I had a longer hands-on and you will see 
a longer video from me arriving on the channel soon. But I can summarize my thoughts about the device here in the podcast today as well a bit. So, yes, it is very comfortable. That's also the feeling that I had when I tried it for the first time. But at that time, probably I only really used it for 15 minutes. This time, I had it on my head for more than an hour. And when I took it off, I didn't feel like pressure at all. It was so good. And also during the whole time that I was in the XR Elite, it was absolutely comfortable, nearly as if I wasn't wearing anything. So they absolutely nailed it with the balance and with the overall construction of the device that it's a very comfortable experience. Also, something that I didn't check out on the first try was some kind of middle, middle strap that they had now attached and it also comes with a device so so with that middle strap actually you can still even though it is already light you can still take some weight off where wherever it touches your face and with that middle strap it makes it even more comfortable so in terms of comfort they've absolutely nailed it also in terms of the the form factor we all know it is a, like a very very beautiful and small device and that's <laughs> that obviously hasn't changed so yes that is good um, this time, uh, there were like lots of different kind of stations that I could try out. There was like um, PCVR streaming. There was like mixed reality. There was like uh, stand uh, the, the standard standalone games that I could try out with hand tracking this time. And also there was the home environment and the Viveverse that they showed off. And all in all, it, it's a very good device that I would choose over the Quest Pro even. So I believe this is a headset, a standalone headset that especially for business applications, actually it will sell really well. I think the price will hold it back for us consumers, but well, if they would sell it, as I mentioned in the podcast so often already, in some kind of installment plan where people would get it bundled with Vipod Infinity, I think that would be really good. It's a really, really nice headset that I can actually recommend, especially for, for people who want to uh, use a headset on the go, like who really want to use it, for example, on a long plane ride, because you can simply put it into the USB port in front of you in that uh, plane, for example, and enjoy a movie or whatever. So yeah, yeah. So I will tell you way more in my videos that are going to happen on the channel, but my second impression now... Yes, I really, really like it. And it's a very, very nice headset, albeit, unfortunately, a bit too expensive, right? But uh, yeah, it's a cool headset. So, um, Gary, what are your thoughts about the XR Elite? And do you have uh, any questions? I, because I've tried it now, really, like, intensively. Yeah, I would, again, this is pretty much my default answer for everything like this. I would just love to try it. Um, yeah, I would love to sense. try it. But, um, yeah, I suppose one of the things, because a lot of people will compare it to the pass-through of the Quest Pro, and yeah. a lot of people were disappointed with the Quest Pro pass-through. It was it was sort of 3D, but the way they did it, it was sort of looked a little bit low resolution and these kinds of things. And I know that the mm -hmm. XR Elite, it's got much clearer pass-through, but I don't think at the moment, if they updated it so it does sort of depth no. correction or anything like that, that's the only... Uh, that is unfortunate right now, honestly speaking. So they do have the, the depth sensor 
but they tell everyone it's not activated. <laughs> you know, also yeah. today, today also, right? Obviously, I asked them, what's what's with a death sensor? Yeah, it's not activated. So probably they still have to work in that magic. And I believe it's not trivial to make uh, a depth correct uh, binocular vision with one camera. You know, yeah, I I, yeah. I totally believe that with the, the software magic and AI, you can totally make it happen somehow. But I don't yeah. think it's trivial. You know, I believe yeah, yeah. they, I believe they could make it with the information that they get from this death sensor, but it's not there right now. It is early, right? It hasn't even come out. So I, I have the confidence that they could make it, but right now, the pass through is just as good as on the Pico Four. Basically, exactly the same thing, like a beautiful, colorful picture with a higher resolution than on the Quest Pro and on the Quest Two, but it is not 3D. Yeah, it's funny, you know, because I have tried the Quest uh, Pro and I did the pass through was one of the things I was really looking forward to trying out. And I was so disappointed with it. And just the, the lag, I, pre I presume, obviously, software is going to make things better. And obviously, the meta engineers are going to do their magic. But I, rem I remember distinctly just trying out and just looking at my hands and they were just like really laggy. And, and you know, mm. the, even though it was perhaps more 3D than the Pico, I prefer the Pico 4 pass-through just simply because it's clearer and, you know, and, and yeah. just for my use case scenario, which isn't going to be any sort of, X, well, sort of AR uh, sort of, you know, games, it was just, it, it works better for me personally. Right, we've, right. We've got um, Links R1 coming soon, hopefully, as well. Oh, yes, yeah. hopefully. We'll see, so, oh, yes, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah that, that, that should forward. have a fantastic, fantastic pass-through. And well, well, I tried it already. You also, right, um, Gary? And yeah, the pass through was the best so far that I've seen. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, right. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts in general about the XR Elite? Do you believe it has a chance at that high price? Uh, what, what What do you think about the the targeting of the device? Like, it is. They say it's made for gamers, right? But at this price, it's it's tough competing against the Pico Four and the Quest Two, which are great headsets, right? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a tough price to get people into. That's the only thing. It looks, uh, you know, one of the better headsets. And I, I've mentioned before when when we've spoken about this on like my podcast and just to people in general as well that I think that it, this is the one headset to me which has really sparked my interest more than a lot of other things that are around at the moment. And this one is one that I would love to pick up. But yeah, I think that price is just a little bit too high. And it, it seems to me that they were trying to sort of go between the gap between the consumer headsets like the Pico 4 and the Quest 2 and then try to also take away a bit of the market from the Quest Pro as well. They were going right, for that exactly. middle ground. And, and unfortunately, I think for a lot of people, that's still too high for the consumer market. So We'll see how it works out, but it, I mean, in terms of the headset and the specs and how it looks, to me, it's one of the most interesting headsets around it at is, the minute. Yeah. It is really, really desirable. Like I was about to say yeah, that actually, I, I super yeah. enjoyed it. it is, I super it enjoyed it. Nice. And, and yeah. this time, this time, I also tried the hand tracking, and yeah, the hand tracking worked just nice. It was just the same feeling like on Quest Two and Quest Pro. So they have, they seem to have done their homework. And what I really enjoyed, and I can also tell you that, so far, in my opinion, this is now the headset with the best home environment. 
the home environment is completely new and it is um, like built or baked into Viveverse, their own metaverse, right? Where people can make their own worlds. It is not ready yet, but the, the home environment is going to be a part of this. And I could see um, what you can already do. Like you can import any kind of 3D models, simply on your on your home computer you upload them to your viveverse account then in your home environment you open the menu and then you see what you've uploaded what kind of 3d models and then you simply put them into your nice apartment you have some kind of nice apartment with two floors very very well done then you can open like a web browser and you can stick it anywhere to the wall, make it huge, watch videos on it. Like uh, they asked me to uh, open one of my videos, which I gladly did, and uh, put it there to the wall and watched it. Looked great, looked absolutely amazing. And then you can invite your friends into your Viper's home, right? So I can invite you guys. We can uh, watch videos together, uh, do whatever. And yeah, it, it feels really well done. Absolutely well done. You can also open a, a window that simply shows your desktop computer if it's around there, if you've connected it. So you can also do whatever you do on your desktop, just like on virtual desktop, but well, in VR, seeing what you do there. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I, I really absolutely enjoyed that whole environment. So That's that a good question. Nice. Tasmania is just asking an interesting question, actually. If you already own the PK4, if you decided or, you know, what would what would be um, your de deciding factor for you to, you know, change to an XR Elite? What would it do better? Or the, probably okay. like, even the form factor. I think the PK4 like, is I think, very I think the PK4 is really great. Obviously, you know, right? This is my go-to headset right now. It's, it's there and I do get it out of the closet. I do get it out and play it and use it. But, but if I wanted a headset that I really not only use here at home, you know, like it's pimped up with a Bobo thing and, you know, it's like now getting a bit bigger. Like if I really wanted to use it on the go, if I really, um, if I am on a long flight back to Germany, right, then I wouldn't put on the Pico 4, but I would pick, I would put on the XR Elite. You know, it's like, it's like <laughs> one, a super, one super four factor. <laughs> like then the crystal no i wouldn't put it in, in, on the plane no, on the plane like, well, like no but but really like for this kind of use case when you want to use a standalone headset on the go like on a plane ride on on the train or on the bus and you need a really great amazing form factor but still all the stuff that you can do in standalone headsets right like watch a movie or or something like this yes then for, for these use cases, I would prefer the XR Elite over the Pico 4. So, you know, the Pico 4, you cannot like uh, collapse it and put it into, into this super small form factor, but the XR Elite, yes. And uh, yeah, like you can take off the battery in the back and then connect the USB to the USB port uh, on, the, on the seat in front of you in the plane and it will work. So actually, it is really a nice and desirable piece of hardware yeah it's difficult as well to get an idea of just how small that thing is because when you see it on people's faces yeah. it looks of course it looks small but it's um difficult to see how it compares something like the pico which also looks small but when you see these diagrams of sort of the dimensions and everything and the scale diagrams of them you can see just how sort of tiny that xr elite is and well if yeah, that's yeah. the direction we're going in it's great in fact yeah. the apara 5k how does it 
how big is it compared to the Apara 5K, Seb? Because that's 200 yeah, grams. And I think, yeah, it, isn't it, the yeah. XR Elite 270 grams with the backstrap off or on? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. With, it's, it's very similar. It is yeah. absolutely very similar to that. So it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, really, really good. So in terms of form factor, it is simply amazing. You know, you know that yeah. you have to take out because there's a cable, isn't there, that you have to unplug to use it in sort of glasses mode almost. Yeah, exactly. I, w- I wonder if could there be a way where we could have some sort of adapter that could plug into that, and then an HDMI cable going out of that into a computer. Is there any way that there could be some sort of accessory for that? Because I know I, I, I'm like a broken record with this, but I really feel of all the companies, because obviously Meta have their own ecosystem and standalone you know, uh, sort yeah. of that's all sorted as well as the, uh, the Pico have as well. So they'd be treading on their own tail if they decided to make the Pico for a link. That will make any sense. But in HTC's case, they could have the best of both markets, the standalone and, of course, the PC VR crowd, if they just was able to cater for that display port. And whether, because there is a, you, you take it off, don't you? There's like a little connector on the, the right hand side of the headset. You take that off. Could, right. could you actually have some sort of adapter that goes into a, a computer? That would be interesting, whether something like well, that well, exists. Well, you, you can connect it to your computer via USB-C, but that would be the same kind of connection that you do with your um, Quest 2 okay. or Pico 4. So it w- would still be compressed image. I believe if you want to do something like a real display port, it needs to be actual hardware that is built onto the PCB. And that's why many companies don't want to do that because it takes more space and not the the, the target audience, <laughs> the actual target audience is not really using it, it seems. Obviously, we, wa- we want it. And I also believe that it would be a big hit if it's they a, could yeah, say, hey, it's, you know it's what? A mis- actual, it's a mistake for HTC. Yeah, it's, a, it's, 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 not even, it's not that hard to uh, build a display port connection into a headset. It's not that hard. Uh, yeah, right. I think they, we they would, would do increase. it. You and me they would, would inc- do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> you would just do a Kickstarter, a, a display port <laughs> yeah, adapter for yeah. any VR headset. I would love that. Yeah, probably oh, not bigger well, than the headset we, itself. We, we yeah. would sell tons of that, but unfortunately, <laughs> it would be a scam. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't think that you can so easily like retrofit it to all the headsets out there. I'll get the website yeah, started no, now. No. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, that, that's the thing, though. That, that feature is something that would, because if that feature was on the Pico 4, that is one of the things yeah, that I would have wow. picked. It would make it perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So headset companies, just do it. And you would also get those hardcore enthusiasts like us directly. It would be like a no-brainer to buy all these headsets, right? So make it happen, dear headset companies. We want to have it. I do hate yes. you know, I I say it literally every time I'm on the show. I sound it's like, you know, a broken record here, but the trouble is. I do think HTC has made a bit of a mistake uh, not including that as an option um, because it, imagine that form factor, but running like Elite Dangerous or NSFS yeah. or, you know, it'd be fantastic. That that would be almost a dream, really. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, here you see me smiling my thumbnail for upcoming videos. And <laughs> there you just see like how, how small it is. It's, it's a really yeah. sexy hardware. It is beautiful, well-manufactured yeah. hardware. Yeah. It does look bigger there, actually, than 
Oh, really? Just yeah. <laughs> okay. Bigger than the, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you got you got a small head. I don't know. <laughs> it just looks quite big there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but actually, if you if you take away um, the battery and then you put it on, it, it is it is good. And this part, um, yeah, you can also um, magnetically get off the those light blockers. It is it is a really comfortable and desirable headset. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. So a video of that is going to be coming up. Then today, I went to um, to a meeting, to, a, to an XR meeting here in Taipei. And I was just so surprised who I saw there. Probably if you're following me on Twitter, you already saw that. I met Jerry Ellsworth from Tilt5 at the XR meetup in Taipei. I was just so surprised. So Jerry Ellsworth is yeah a legend in this industry. She's the CEO of Tilt5, making these incredible AR headsets for gaming, for for tabletop gaming. And again, I got to try the Tilt5, and again, it just made me smile. And again, say that yes, this is the best AR that I've seen so far. You know, so for Tilt 5, you have this kind of um, tabletop. And on that, then, when you wear the headset, you see things. <laughs> you see things that aren't, oh, really? that aren't there. Yeah, you see things that aren't there. And it's absolutely magical. And there's no FOV restriction, really. And, um, yeah, it's perfect 3D. You can play with other people who wear that device and it's just perfect for some kind of tabletop gaming Dungeons and Dragons style or or Catan this this kind of tabletop games which are supported by it and it only costs like $350 yeah for for one headset and then yeah. the thing is before that i always thought you would need one gaming computer for each of the headsets and i told her again hey is it like I need one gaming PC for each headset. And no, I was wrong. So you need one gaming PC or gaming laptop, and then you can run four headsets off of it. So it is actually really a viable, cool AR solution that I am fascinated about. And I really hope that I can get my, my hands on it to review it on the channel. Yes, that is still five. Um, um, Gary, have you ever um, used it? I've not, no, but my uh, co-host on the Recenter podcast, Flute Roger, he uh, kick-started it, actually. And one of, the, one of the complaints that he had was really just um, the board, because I, I don't know what he really wanted and what somebody is actually producing now is like a rollable mat, which I think um, is being shown at some place as well. Because apparently when you unfold the board, you get these little lines and sometimes the AR, you have little gaps in the AR and things like that where these lines are. So I think that was one of the issues with the actual fold-out board and things like that. Again, I would love to give this a try. Um, yeah, and too. if I can get get up to um, Flute Rogers' house sometime, then I would love to give it, give it a try because... He was uh, honestly, he was a little bit disappointed by it. He kickstarted it, and oh, really? he, he was disappointed okay. by it, based on a few different things. Like he, he said, it was a little bit low resolution, and the fact that this board, this fold-out board, had gaps in. Um, I think those were the main complaints about it. But if it had this rollable mat, that would probably solve half the issues at least. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it, I said to him, I, if probably the way he's described it, and if I was to try it, it would probably be the case that I would actually really enjoy it. I don't know because so. you, you're getting these kinds of impressions. So 
Well, uh, yeah. yeah, I see. Again, I, I think I've been following it for a long time, but I've never really ever thought about picking one up or anything like that. It seems like a bit of a novelty that I would love to try, to be honest. Right, right. I actually believe that if you are the person who, who meets real people like in your house for <laughs> yeah. these tabletop games, then this is just perfect, you know, to to have it come to life way more than the standard tabletop things, right? So, yeah, really cool. It's good. So, uh, it is good that you can connect that many headsets to one PC, though, and it, and it works. I mean, that is that is yeah. pretty good. Um, that is better. Yeah, yeah. So it's, at it's least it's like a viable uh, solution because when you first hear it, that it needs to be connected to a PC, you think that's just not viable to get all these people around. But if it's workable right. off one PC, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. So, um, Steve, have you ever um, tried it? Or uh, I'd love to try thoughts? something like that, actually. Okay. It's like, you know, board games to a new level, really, isn't it? Like, yeah, we've all done that. Um, probably as kids and things, play board games and things. But to be able to interact with something like that would be very cool. It is funny, you know, some people... <laughs> in fact, I, I get asked this quite a lot. Like, uh, can I? can you plug three Vario arrows into the same PC and we can all <laughs> enjoy it together or like, oh, if we did that, the computer would just explode. It would just be such a bad idea. So obviously this is a very different thing and it makes sense you can do that. But yeah, I, I can see something like this being quite a, a cool, uh, I don't know, well, I suppose it is going to be a niche really to begin with, but it depends on how much this kind of technology is going to be. If it's going to be something, it's an impulse buy sort of. Uh, you know, it's a $350 or something. Oh, is it? Did you say that? I yeah. might have missed that. But yes, uh, yeah, yeah. It's okay. not so expensive. I mean, for okay. for something like this, it's it's pretty cool. I think so. Yeah. Right, right. A little bit. So I that think was... it's a little bit on the top end of what I'd expect. I'd prefer it like two fifty, two nine nine, that kind of thing. I think people would <laughs> buy it more for that. But I appreciate. Okay. This is new technology, but yeah, it looks good. Right. Yeah, so that was what I was doing. And other than that, I was also taking wedding pictures with me and my wife here in Taiwan. We married here for a second time. Congratulations. Congratulations. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. And uh, it's great um, this time here in Taiwan. And we took those pictures. And wow, I loved it. It's so professional. I did already um, share some on wow. Twitter and, and on, uh, on um, here, IG, Instagram. And it's it's so cool. So this traditional robes I was wearing, and also we did, yeah, the the standard pictures, and loved it. Really great pictures for remembering that forever. <laughs> yes, amazing yeah. pictures. Did did it take a long time? Were they like, no, turn a bit left, look that way, and was it like really annoying? Twelve hours. It... Oh, 12, wow. hours. <laughs> 12 hours i was so tired wow. after but it, they look absolutely amazing thank you really, yeah, really and, cool wow pictures. and it, these were just like a few we have obviously thousands that they are now like working on uh, like still retouching and we will only get them in one to two months because it takes so long so this whole uh, marriage thing is a whole industry here in taiwan completely more professional than what we have in the west uh, at least in germany i don't know how it's in the uk if you would also go for this professional wedding picture makers i wouldn't know and... yet about gary but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well my, my uh sister did did our, our wedding photos because she's a photographer so um Perfect. but yeah you, you usually hire somebody don't you to do these kind of stuff yeah just yeah. in this day and age though you know with with cameras how, how good they are even with your phone or something or i've got like digital cameras do you really need that professional touch? obviously 
Yeah, this was really good. But this I'm quite really happy, fun, you know, yeah. not to be that amazing and take 12 hours doing it, but just a few snaps of us together. Yeah, job done. That's yeah. good to the pub, you know. But there we are. Well, yeah, <laughs> man after my own heart, to be honest, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was that was fun. Yeah, anyways, now let's talk about virtual reality. So, okay. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's think about it. what topics do we have. So, yeah. <laughs> We would still like to talk about um, the the Pimax Crystal. So it is now being sent out to to people, and I'm going to receive it um, next week, sometime in the middle of the week, and then I'm looking forward to tell you all about it. And yeah, Gary, perfect that you're here. So, what are your thoughts about the Pimax Crystal? Uh, it looks it looks good. You know, I mean, it's difficult to really have an opinion until you've got it on your head, honestly, uh, with this kind of headset. I think I, I was always hesitant with Pimax going back way, like many years. Um, when I tried the 5K Plus, I can't say I was overly impressed with it. I think it had numerous problems. But then the 8KX, um, Pimax sent me that to try out for 30 days and I um, did. And, I, you know, once you get it dialed in and once you get used to it, it's, it is a good headset. It's completely a solid headset, that AKX. So it made me, from using that headset, it made me far more excited for what they had planned in the future. The Crystal looks the most interesting out of the, like, the Crystal. Obviously, the Portal doesn't look too interesting to me at all. Um, right. I know I know that some people like it and they've had hands-on and it's, it's fine. It's just not really for me. It's not really something that I would be interested in. The 12K QLED is uh, interesting, but I think I would probably prefer the Crystal just to get that higher pixel density, honestly. And Same that's here. why out of the, the, what, the things that they're producing at the moment, which... I'll be honest, I think they're producing too much and they should cut back and, and do a single product. Um, the Crystal right. is probably the most interesting of everything they're doing at the moment, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I agree. actually, well, you also think so, Steve, right? So are you absolutely, looking forward yeah. to the Crystal? Yes, absolutely. Um, I just don't know when I'm going to receive mine yet. Um, it's quite funny, really. I, just, um, I really am so eager to try it and especially as I'm such a massive aero fan and this is quite clearly, you know, aimed at that market, the higher end market. And I, I agree with Gary as well. I don't think it's all about field of view. Um, I think it's great that they've, uh, it's quite a brave move of uh, Pimax as they are known for those wide, wide field of view headsets. But this with the, you know, higher pixel density, it, it really is quite a headset to be reckoned with if they do everything that they say they're going to do so um i am very very intrigued to give my opinion on it once i receive it and uh yeah it's i'm looking forward to what you think as well said considering you're, you're the one who uh, noticed the optical issues right I'm very right. intrigued to uh, see if you still notice that when you get your new sort of unit next week yeah well i've asked them about it and they said they have fixed it so i will obviously uh, try that out but um, like I told you already in the podcast, when I tried it, other than that um, wrong diopter in the lenses, it has been incredible. Like the sharpest stuff <laughs> that I've ever seen in, in VR. And I also enjoyed the FOV. It was not too much. As in, well, there can be too much if the, pixel, if the picture is distorted, right? So, But it was more than the index, but not distorted at all. 
and we had that great um yeah local dimming where you have real blacks and that is yeah, something that, that i really enjoyed and a, a huge selling point i also think that the price is actually not bad considering that you don't need space stations you get the controllers already and um yeah that that is actually for for this kind of high-end system where you get uh, super high resolution more fov than other headsets right and also the ability to use it wirelessly later at, the, at some point it is actually quite nice at 1600 uh, what are your thoughts about the price um gary uh yeah it's again it's just too much for me i've i've mentioned this numerous times in the past that i don't think i would ever be tempted to pick up a headset over a thousand pounds you know the index price really that was a thousand pounds and the thing is there's only only so many resources you can put into what is essentially a hobby for me <laughs> vr is a hobby and that's all all it is and i can't divert in that much money away from other th other stuff that I might potentially want to buy that, that feeds that hobby as well so that's what it all comes down to I suppose so to me you know it's not beyond it's not too expensive where the market is at the moment because its competitor is the Vario Aero which is you know a, a couple of hundred pounds a little bit more expensive I think at the moment is that right it, especially you? when you consider you have to get controls for it and base stations as well it's, it's a lot yeah. more money probably two and a half you know, so probably a thousand pounds more by the time you finish. Yeah. So, you know, in, in those terms, it's not unrealistic. It's just, uh, it's more than I would spend. Let me put it that way. Right, right. But I still believe for, for those people who are ready to to pay like over $2,000 for a Vario Aero, this might be like a good option, right? Since it's cheaper and well, offers lots of interesting stuff if everything works, right? We haven't seen the eye tracking working yet. And um, so we still need to find out like what is actually finished now. And it, But there's one thing that, that I'm really wondering about. And that is this $100 off for Pimaxian. Well, who is a Pimaxian? This is this is truly truly like uh, baffling me. This kind of uh, marketing, like if if I'm if I hear about Pimax and I go to the website and I see that, obviously, I'm, I'm I will wonder how can I become a Pimaxian? What is a Pimaxian? And in my opinion, they are just confusing people with this kind yeah. of marketing. Uh, what what do you think about that, um, Gary? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what it means. I, so. What does it mean? It's, Why don't you explain it's to hardcore, me? It... Isn't it? It's the hardcore yeah. Pimaxians. They've been there through it all, through the, the tough times. And is probably the... they've got yeah, some go sort on. of a discount as well. Like probably uh, they, they've got the 8KX and they can trade it in and maybe, I don't know, that, that qualifies them well, as a Pimaxian. I don't know. Is that, is that, see, that's what I was thinking. Is it sort of separate from the trade? Because it's not really the trading program. It, no, I don't think it's actually be fair. Because uh, the trading program, you can send your AKX or something like that into them, and they'll give you the the sale cost of that, what you purchased it for, back, so you can put it towards this crystal headset. Is that correct? No, that? no, you cannot. No. Unfortunately, not. This is not for the crystal. This is only for the Pimax twelve um, K. <laughs> I just oh, have to okay. think about. Which one. So that is unfortunate, honestly speaking, in my opinion. Right, so we, we nobody knows when it will actually come out the the tw the twelve k QLED, and yeah. now they have a quite a nice headset there already, and probably some people bought the eight KX because 
they wanted to like uh, exchange it then for the 12k but the 12k seems to be further away you know it's always this uh carrot which is dangling in front of you and you never quite reach it with pimax so yeah. i really wish that this would change and get better in the future just Anyways, imagine if they i'm looking forward to this out. before <laughs> yeah absolutely definitely i just wish they would plow all their resources into a pc vr crystal don't worry about all the standalone stuff. I mean, yeah. I appreciate they have to have the XR2 chipset in there to power the tracking. I've realized that recently. That <clears throat> That's how it works, isn't it? So Unlike, right. say, the Reverb G2 or something where it doesn't need that, the chip is actually powering the tracking algorithm. So it does exactly. need that. So I guess really it's not going to be too much harder for it to do standalone anyway. But I just wish they would plow all their... All of their, like, because they've got quite a few employees now. Pimax are getting bigger. And imagine if they just focus on this one thing until the crystal, <clears throat> excuse me, until the crystal singing last night, and I've got a craggy voice, uh, is absolutely sorted. And then we can work on all the other stuff. It would be a phenomenal headset. And I think it would Agreed. be an error beta at that point. But at the moment, I'm not so sure until I can try it myself. One of one of the things as well when and I've used this is sort of a a minor criticism, not really a criticism of the PSVR two, but that is a bulky headset. The PSVR two, um, it, it not does look like huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Not exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not like it, it's a huge problem or anything like that. It's similar size. Well, well it to is a PSVR. huge problem though. <laughs> but it's huge what, it's what um, i mean is it's sort of we see all all of these other headsets coming out like the xr elite and fair enough a lot of them are more expensive but the pico 4 and things like that we're moving in a direction where things are getting smaller and more refined and then you see the the crystal which is using a similar form factor to what the 12k qled will presumably be and you wonder really um does it need to be that large um and of course it's using different technology it's using different lens lenses and these kinds of things so that's why it's got that kind of form factor but when you look at this price you look at the form factor you look at what's on offer here and the direction that the industry is moving overall in in getting smaller form factors all of yeah. these things start to play in your mind honestly when when you start thinking about your buying decisions and there's a lot of people out there myself included that if you're into certain things like if you're like um steve into flight sims really form factor doesn't really play that much of a role i wouldn't say because you're you're seated and you just want the best possible clarity the best possible experience you can get but for an all-round vr gamer i think form factor and the way you see other headsets going within the industry plays a part into what you're going to purchase um at least it does to me it honestly does at the moment yeah it makes sense so i would not bring the pimax crystal on the flight <laughs> even though it is a standalone headset well the functionality is not there yet it will come later but um yeah i wouldn't bring it on a, on a plane i think but i yeah, was actually me. surprised that some quite a few people that i spoke to on my discord server they were actually saying they are happy that it is going to have this the standalone functionality i, I cannot quite understand it because i still believe that the majority of people who buy something like the Pimax Crystal, they want to use it wired to a high-end PC and rather than use the standalone graphics that an XR2 chipset can give them, right? But because how good is it going to look like on that amazing huge display? So, yeah, I kind of agree with um, Steve that probably it would be 
I, I personally don't really need that standalone stuff in that headset. It just doesn't make right. much sense in a way. Uh, although, uh, maybe it's just it's more of a financial decision that they're thinking about grabbing both markets, I guess. Yeah. But but the crystal wasn't the headset to do that, I don't think personally. Or they could always have a a, a crystal, you know, standalone version, PC and standalone version, and 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 because it's clearly not ready yet, is it? It's not ready anyway. But the PC VR yeah. and optics, all of the crystal's main core features that we're all excited about are ready. So if anything, it's hampering its marketing strategy it's, it's kind of like treading on its own tail in the sense that um they could just have two versions of it just focus pardon the pun on getting that right first that would yeah, be more the general problem the general problem of pymax focusing on one thing and getting it done and making it fantastic but honestly i do believe with the pymax crystal they do have a shot it was honestly the best pymax headset that i had tried to date when I tried it in uh, in my studio uh, back in Germany. So <clears throat> I do believe that they have a shot if they get to produce it in masses so, so that people can really buy it and get it as soon as possible. And hopefully they have also fixed that, that uh, lens issue, which they said they have. I still believe it, even though it is a bulky headset, people will buy it s simply because the optics are like so good. Did you try yeah. the 42 PP? D setting uh, set. Did I, I, I did. I did try that in, in Germany, but it was not good, honestly speaking. So yes, it was okay. like super sharp, but it was a really small FOV. So and it was well, compa distorted. comparable so, to a G2 or, or really like smaller. Way, way. It was like really small. Seventy percent. It was okay. Like like really like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, people wouldn't want that, I believe. But that was like early. I heard that they even they had improved it in the meantime, and I'm really happy to try that again. There, but there is one thing that I, you know, Pimac might hate me for this. I don't know, but when I hopefully get mine, there is something that I have wondered about this whole comparison between the Aero and the Crystal that I don't think they probably realized in the Vario software when it states 35 pixels per degree, it's not. 35 pixels per degree in OpenXR applications, okay? <clears throat> it's actually 27 pixels per degree. You have to go to 39 uh, in order for it to give its full resolution. So when they were showing the arrow versus the crystal, I bet the crystal looked sharper, but that was only because of the setting in the very base. It is a bit misleading. So that's something I'm going to try straight away because I don't okay. think it's going to be, sh I don't think it's going to be sharper. I think that where the crystal is going to get, going to be better, of course, is the fact that the field of view will be better vertically, and and you've got those uh, local, local dimming as well. That, that that you know two huge things, of course, as well as the inside out tracking. So it's not a big deal breaker, but I do think I I, I don't well, believe okay. that the crystal's any sharper than the arrow. If anything, uh, you know, especially mm. with that wider but, field well, of view. Okay, but you tried it. So actually, just... actually, I tried it, and well, it was sharper. <laughs> yeah, but it, <laughs> it will be. It, it will be though because yeah. the very base was probably not set correctly. With their PPD, um, okay. So I think that's just well, something was, that it was set on. Be... It was set on the highest. It was set on the highest quality setting in the Vario okay. base. So well, if it was, then fair enough. Then absolutely. But I did yeah, wonder whether they yeah. they put I, that. I in set there. it up. <laughs> I set it up. Oh, uh, oh you I, did it when, yourself. Okay. I, I set up. Yeah, they asked me to set up the the, the Vario Arrow to the to the best setting, and I did it. Cool. So, okay. Fair enough. Yep. Yep. Then in it which was, case it, was it, a, it must be then. It was fair. It was fair. It was really fair. Yeah, yep. So that is the crystal, and it's coming up very soon here on the channel on MRTV, and hopefully for you too on yours. 
um steve yeah so that would be good yeah, yeah. honestly there's there's so many people asking me about the crystal and i think like like gary said it's not so imperative that you know a, a, a larger headset when you're sat down as long as it's balanced that's the main thing and i think obviously yeah. with the battery in the back it probably is going to be more balanced than say even the 8kx in that sense uh but I, you know, I do like to fly for at least a couple of hours so it's got to be at least comfortable enough to do that um, of course so, yeah yeah I, I think especially for flights and people <laughs> this is going to be like a really nice to go go to headset and if everything is fine yeah let's hope for it really yeah looking forward to that the colors are really good so good that there's lots of nice headsets out there now or coming up that yeah everyone can get their favorite headset but yeah, honestly but no, that's, let's, thank, let's just say thank god for pimax as much as we moan about them thank god they're here because especially for the high-end pcvr yeah absolutely sector, what what would we have to look forward to, honestly? So thank I'm, you for I'm honestly for I'm honestly breaking new yes, ground. You know, let's just let's do it right. But I'm really thankful I'm, they are there. Ex exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm really happy for also for HTC that they are there, even though they did lots of like funny and questionable decisions. But it is just tough in this industry to fight against Meta and ByteDance. Right, it, because they they have so much money, they can simply subsidize the crap out of their headsets, which is on the one hand nice for consumers, but on the other hand, they still want something from you, yeah, data or whatever. So they they might probably not have your your best um, interest at heart, but it's great to have like other companies still compete against that. Even though it's so tough, right? We see that with the price point of the XR Elite, and we see that with the uh, with the Pines Crystal, uh, the price points there. But I'm really glad that we do have those companies that still are fighting, even though it is an unfair competition. Yes, yeah. So, so Gary, that, you, you, yeah. I was going to ask a question, Gary. Like you really are def definitely. Then it's a absolute no that you would not even consider the Crystal, even though it's just a it's a lot more obviously than a thousand pounds, but if that was like, if you saw reviews like, say, me, Seb, and everyone, and hopefully you'll get to try it as well, because I'd really love to see your opinion on it. And we're not far away, actually. So why can't I? I could yeah. just <laughs> nip in the car and show you it. In fact, I will do that. I definitely will do that if you're up for that, because I'll have yeah, it for yeah. quite a long time. So, you know, and if you try it and say it is literally like you're amazed by it, you're blown away, would you be tempted at that point to go, right, I tell you what, I am going to buy this? Or would I you think, still be uh, a no? <laughs> it, it's a tough decision for you for you steve it's like your your main thing is flight sims and for that use case if i was <laughs> into flight sims as much as you then yeah. i could probably justify that kind of purchase but i i like elite dangerous i like a lot of different kinds of stuff and i like elite dangerous I do like, amazing yeah i know it would and I, that's the thing i'm sort of almost scared <laughs> to try it because then it would set that seed <laughs> in my in my mind really but um i just think that Overall, I've got to go, and it's why I like the Valve Index, honestly. That was an expensive headset, but it was a good all-round headset. It could be applied to a lot of different things as well. Um, and I'm not saying the Crystal can't necessarily be used for a lot of different things. I'm just saying that its use case is yeah, really suited sense. for your kind of stuff. Um, and if I maybe used it for that pretty much everything, for a lot of, like 90% of my VR use case, then maybe I, I would be tempted. But it's difficult because I know that that price that I'm putting towards that, it excludes me from being able to purchase other stuff that I might want in terms of yeah, VR yeah. as well. I get that. So, I totally yeah. Understand that. yeah, that makes sense. 
I suppose you've always got your quest, though, you know, for, for sort of Beat Saber and whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, I don't play Beat Saber. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't, it's all right. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, but I can also tease you guys a bit. You know, I like to tease you guys a bit. So very soon, we'll hear from an, another headset. And until now, I, I still cannot talk about it because I'm under NDA. But this headset is going to blow lots of minds. And the form factor is very, very different from what we see with the Crystal and all the other headsets. Even, oh, even, the, do this. even, the, even the XR <laughs> yeah. Elite is uh, looking quite a bit bulky against that headset. <laughs> is this contact so, lenses? Is this contact lenses it's, or something um, like that? No, it's... It's really like it's a surprise. It will take all of you by surprise. It will completely like blow minds away, I believe. And this headset, yeah, very soon the my NDA is going to be um, how, how does how do you call it? It's uh, revoked or it's it's over. The embargo, yeah, um, embargo, is, yeah. The, the embargo date is we have we will lifted. reach it very soon. Lift it very soon. I, I think I, I shouldn't say when, but very very soon. And okay, we will talk about this obviously here. I will have the unit very, very soon to, to show it to you. And from from what I've seen so far, that is going to be like the talk of town. <laughs> is it nice tease, huh? Can oh we do God. like 20 questions or something like this? <laughs> yes. Is it from a manufacturer <laughs> that we already are aware of in the VR space, or is it a new one? Um it is it will uh it will it will blow you away. It's it's like it's like uh, it's like a politician. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like you. Yeah, uh, no, it's like you will you will not expect that. You know, it's something okay. that you that you don't expect. Is it expensive? And Could you mention whether I cannot talk about that? Okay, I cannot talk enough. about that. Yeah, yeah, we we will talk about that very soon. But it is. It is, uh, yeah. Oh, the chat's going great. crazy now. So, You've said that. That is it. That's it. Yeah. Like, Pico like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. No. 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 It's not. Not one of those companies that we talk about. It's. Uh, yeah. It's gonna take you by surprise, and it's. I believe it, it is a mind. It's a mind-blowing device. But well, we'll see. We'll we'll see once we can really test it out. And it's for consumers. Yes, uh, it's, uh, not, it's not for business. Least. There we go. There's something. We've got some information out yes. at least. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So that that's my tease. And then uh, very Is soon... Is it a new Pimax headset? <laughs> it's not from Pimax, no. Golf, it is not I from Pimax. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So that we're going to talk about it uh, very, very soon. Today is what? Yeah, okay. We're going to talk about, about it very soon here on the channel. Yeah, but now... Let's go to the next topic. Um, and um, Tasmania, is it a company that we know? Yes, yes. You guys know them. So let's talk about our last topic. So today is a bit uh, shorter of a show. We're going to talk about the PSVR 2. So it's out in the wild. And we have named our today's show like this because some of the creators have already gotten it. And... Uh, yeah, some journalists have gotten it, and until now they can show us something of the device. So we um, are getting some unboxings right now, and we see like what's in the box. So let us also check that out. Let's check the Road to VR pictures. 
that we get to see. So again, um, um, Steve, uh, I know that you're not going to buy it directly, you said, <laughs> right? So, so still, uh, explain to me how you can not be hyped by this. Because uh, that's really, that's, uh, in my opinion, that, that is the most exciting thing Well, next to the NDA headset, <laughs> that's, that's the most that's the most exciting thing in VR right now, isn't it? Oh, so why is it not for well, why is it not for you? Like, like okay, it's it's a must buy. Like, like tell me, uh, like why is no, it not for you? Like this must buy thing, I mean, especially for you as like a VR content creator. No, I I don't. I I very I don't think about my channel like that. Like you know, yeah, I could buy it and then show some content of it but really no one would care really because it's a it's a flight sim youtube channel anyway okay. so even if i did buy one i wouldn't show it off on the channel unless people were really that interested but i don't think they would be but i have to say you know when we first started talking about the psvr2 because it feels like it has been coming like forever we've been talking about this for it seems like years now I yeah. originally said there's no way I'd ever get that. I'm not interested at all, but I am a little bit more intrigued now. And I am going to be watching your content, Seb, and many other people's sort of reactions and impressions with a little bit more of a curiosity that I didn't have before. Because I must admit, I, I do love my VR gaming as well. I do enjoy it. And it's just if I already had a PlayStation 5, I would buy this. I, I would just I'll just go ahead and, and, and pre-order it. But because I don't have that console. It's quite a, a substantial investment for someone like me who spends most of his time flying, you know, on a control tower, weirdly, okay, looking sure. the other way around. But you know, so it, it's not really something I'd have to really think about it. And I think the main point for me will be the library of games. I'll be watching that yeah, closely, okay. definitely, because that's the big deal for me. Um, I think one thing about the PSVR 2, uh, you know, is, is, the, is the longevity of those games as well. Say... If it starts branching out into, say, race sims, and I know Gran Turismo is coming, and those sorts of things intrigue me more because you're going to get more for your money. You know, typical games, especially high-quality AAA games, they're going to be 10 hours perhaps, maybe 15 hours long. But I'm looking for the kind of experiences like the sort of Skyrim-type VR where you can spend hundreds of hours in VR over a long period of time. If there's uh, sort of those sorts of experiences that are going to come to the... Uh, console then i would be interested then like say okay. for instance far cry okay. or assassin's creed that the big titles that offer oh, really? a lot more for your money then i might be tempted very much okay but, fact, ho but horizon is horizon is already such a huge ip it's one of sony's main ips that yes, doesn't like exactly tickle that's your what's got VR, me interested um... yeah that, yeah, that, okay, that game <laughs> they know what they're doing that as well as many other people are definitely intrigued by it because of that IP, absolutely. So if that okay. is the continuation, if, if I see more of that in, in the future, say in six months' time, we're getting big, big games, you know, there you can spend a lot of time in them, then yeah, I probably might actually buy it. But we'll see. Okay. <laughs> so, so Gary, what kind of game would the PSVR 2 have to have to make you insta-buy it? So it doesn't make you insta-buy it right now with Horizon and um, GD7. Like, what no. is missing right now? I think, you know, I can echo a few of Steve's thoughts on this. What I would love is like open world, like massive open world games is really what I would love. It's in fact the reason what 
eventually tipped me over the edge to pick up a PSVR, the original PSVR, because when Skyrim came out, you could only get it on PSVR. You couldn't get it on PC at that time. So that's why I picked up a, a PSVR, because it was the only place you could play it. And Horizon Call of the Mountain looks great, and that's one of the titles on my list. If I was to pick this thing up, it would be absolutely one of the first things I play. But it's a linear game. It's not an open world, and it... You know, I'm not taking anything away. It doesn't necessarily need to be to be what they've got planned for it or anything like that. Um, but it could be like eight hours, ten hours long or something like that. And that's fine. Paradise Decay's just mentioned No Man's Sky as well. So I've played No Man's Sky to death in VR now at this point. <laughs> and uh, I, I've gone back to Elite Dangerous. And to me, Elite Dangerous is, is a better... It just appeals to me a bit more than No Man's Sky does. But No Man's Sky... Sim, is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, yeah. But No Man's Sky is going to be incredible on PSVR 2. So that is definitely something I would love to try in it. But I don't know if I'd spend that many hours in it at this point because I, I feel like I've sort of done everything I need to do in that game at the moment. But having said that, on PC, No Man's Sky is a bit of a hassle. You have to really dial it in and, okay. and stuff. Okay, and that's yeah. one of the big advantages that PSVR 2 is going to have. The fact that everything is focused on this piece of hardware and you're going to get it optimized, we know that No Man's Sky is going to run fantastically well on the PSVR 2. It ran fantastically well on the original PSVR, but it looked blurry. And in this case, it's not going to be like that. So that's a big win for them as well. So there's a lot of stuff. I mean, in terms of what, what title would I choose, it would be an open world kind of thing. You know, if they could do... If Frontier decided to pour Elite Dangerous over to... See, this is where I've, I've mentioned before, I feel like I need a PC VR headset to be my primary PC VR headset because most of the titles that I want to play are on PC. That's not to say that I don't like my Quest and it's not to say that I won't pick up a PSVR 2 because I've got plans to pick up a PSVR 2 when the library's expanded a little bit. But the titles that I go back to and I'm drawn to again and again, very much like Steve really, are PC-based titles. And that's the difficulty I'm in. I'm not, I guess I'm not like a traditional just gamer. I'll, I'll play a 10-hour okay. campaign it. and move on to the next game. That's really where I'm coming yeah, from. That's, yeah. Okay, great. So... Got it. So you need still need a bit more to tip you over, but probably sooner or later you will buy it. I have the feeling, Gary. Yeah, I will. I will. You're going, I will you're going to look at. It, yeah. You're going to look at so many of those videos from your favorite creators, right? And then it's going to happen very soon. I have this is. Just it, will tickle you. it will tickle you to also make yeah. content, I believe, right? You, you'll yeah. be like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh if no. I've got one, I absolutely <laughs> would make content on it. But I, I will say that part of the reason, because I'm very tempted, I've got serious FOMO at the minute, fear of missing out of the, all of this stuff that is going on at the minute, because everybody's talking about PSVR 2. I do yeah. really, really want one. Let me. It is annoying, isn't I've it? Said, yeah, <laughs> nothing, let, nothing I've said diminish the fact that I definitely am very jealous of everybody that's getting one. Um, me and too. A lot of it is you just want to be part of that discussion as well. When you're talking about other, with other people that are sharing that experience at the same time when launch, these types of moments don't come along very often a new piece of vr hardware this magnitude doesn't come along very often and i'm <laughs> you're not talking going yourself to into it gary oh, no, I am. 
<laughs> honestly, no, I, re I really believe, Gary, you should get it on day one and not, not miss out on the fun that we're all going to have, like uh, streaming stuff and then enjoying that first streams and people like watching you play and yeah, interacting with you. Uh, ha! You know, for me, it's just going to be amazing to have those triggers, those force feedback triggers in VR. I love them in the PlayStation 5. Love. Right, but you have that in VR when you see something like your weapon, and then you feel it too. Oh my god, it's it's going to be yeah. a game changer. It's interesting because um, yeah, uh, someone in the comment, I'm not going to try and pronounce your name because I won't do it very well, but said if there was some sort of flight sim released on the PSVR, yeah, yeah, I get it there. Question, uh, like say if I don't think it'll be Microsoft personally, but you know, say if it was something almost as good as that in which probably is going to be hard yeah i'd definitely probably buy it then but it would not ultra wings <laughs> ultra wings yeah <laughs> oh uh, what's the other one the uh oh i can't war, remember it now it's... Uh, what's it called it's... war yeah planes war oh, planes. i can't remember that yeah war planes that's the one i think yeah. that is coming out it's actually it? quite that's... good it's yeah, actually it really good, good. It physics good. on that is not bad at all to be fair yeah. Um, I feel bad because yeah. the developer reached out to me and said, "Can you, you know, I'll give you a free copy for it if you want to show on the channel." I never did, so I do apologies for that, but I, I will show it eventually. I promise, because I was quite impressed with it for what it was. But yeah, I would. Yeah. But again, it's it's it, for me part of the PC thing is I can mod everything, and you know, you get more options to be able to tailor things differently. Yeah. Like there is MSFS on the Xbox, of course, which will right. never get VR. We know, but. Uh, I'd rather have a PC, you know, absolutely first and foremost. But I would that would tip me over the edge, I think, if that happened. You know, I'm already Guys, tempted to do it. No, 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 no. I give you one <laughs> month. Within one month, one you month? all wow. you're all going to have it. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sure it's going to be <laughs> crazy. It's going to be a super crazy, crazy. Yeah, well, Jeff, Jeff, just quickly. I yeah. wanted to. Just just want to say, just want to say thank you. Just th let me oh, quickly ahead, say yeah. thank you to Del Wolfenspager for ten US dollars, and he says NDA and DM me. You know what, Del? No worries. You don't have to wait f for so long for that lift of that NDA. So, just keep watching this channel, and very soon, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Gary. Uh, yeah, me. I was just going to ask you actually because I don't know why you're so excited about PSVR two. Because after last week's episode, I think you got called a PSVR two <laughs> hater, didn't you? <laughs> yes, um, I know. Oh my God. Yeah, right. The, I, 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 the, yeah, I, I did yeah, enjoy right. that episode, though. I did enjoy that because <laughs> some of the uh, the you know some of the the thing is the fact that you don't you're really excited for PSVR two. I am as well. But the fact that you bring up some small things that uh, yeah. points of concern doesn't necessarily mean that you're not really excited for this or not a fan I'm, of it exactly exactly i'm still super excited for it right but I, i'm just i still think that not everything will be unbelievably amazing you know like like just like i said in the last show i, I don't think that the fresnel lenses can hold up to pancake for example you know i i still believe i haven't seen it yet but i believe there's going to be some kind of god grace and stuff so i, I just that's where your think... channel is going to be really interesting for me because I think most people are going to be focusing on the games and the experience, but you're going to mention more about yeah, the right. hardware and the lenses. And yes, obviously yes. being for now lenses, which we did moan about last week, admittedly, I am interested to see what your thoughts are on that one because we have obviously as hardcore VR users, we've seen better in terms of what headsets we have, but it's all about how it translates and comes together and how optimized it is. Uh, you won't even think about that if it's an amazing experience, of course. So, yeah, I'm very intrigued to see what those lenses are going to be like. It's going to be interesting super, as well for PC 
yeah, other sort of PSVR users, the, the first one that I didn't realize they had, was it pancake lenses or spherical lenses, the first P PSVR? So anyone coming from... That is, that is so interesting that they kind of so, made this step back. Yeah, so it'd be interesting if because there's going to be people out there that probably have only used that as their VR headset. When they change to this new version, will they actually struggle with this with the Fresnel uh, lens? Perhaps, it's, perhaps. Yeah, they're going to be thinking, "Oh, this is a bit." Might be, yeah, because now they might have to look for the sweet spot. I, I heard that when you're in the sweet spot, you're good, but it seems like you have to find it first. And in the in the okay. first one, it was actually really nice. However, in the first one, you couldn't actually set your IPD at all. Right, but now with this one, you can actually set the lenses to fit your IPD, your interpupillary well, distance. That will certainly help. <laughs> that will, that will help. Yeah, 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 I'm looking forward to that. So, but now let's have a look at the unboxing pictures from from Ben from Road to VR. So let's have a look at what's in the box. And as you can tell, <laughs> that is what's in the box here. Wait, it's loading now. Wow, that's loading long. Now that. Here it is. Here it is. Can you see it? Hello? Yeah, it's like it's coming I, from the 90s, though. I, I yeah, it's coming from the 90s. Yeah, that really looked from the 90s. Like, yeah. Okay, here it loaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, not many I love those control ones. Amazing control. Yeah, the controllers look really interesting. Um, yeah, it's just the headset, the controllers, like one cable. Right, and then you have the the in ear headphones, and that's it. That's it. Is that it? So that's it. So for the PSVR one, you needed the breakout box, lots of cables that went in in A and had to go to B, and it was it was crazy. But this is super clean, and that is that is yeah. This is this is what you got with the PSVR one. <laughs> so many cables wow. and so many things. So many things were going on, right? So that is a huge difference compared to what is in the box here. Looks much, much cleaner. In, in terms of the, how you charge the controllers, I presume it's going yep. to be cable, isn't it? So why is there just one cable? You, you'd want to charge them both together, wouldn't you? I don't understand that. All right. Yeah, you're right. Actually, probably you have to do that one by a time. Or probably they, they, they believe that you have a USB-C charger because you have a phone. Well, yeah, that's right. true. These days, you don't even get a charger with a really expensive phone, so I suppose it's... Exactly, a lot, exactly. <laughs> a lot of people have bought the uh, dock as well, haven't they, for the for the controllers, I think. That's the point. Probably they do want to sell this dock. That's Actually, why. I don't really yeah, know how why. expensive the dock is. Probably $50 or something? I don't know. So uh, Yeah, I'm not sure on that. Yeah, right. Yep. So in terms of size, actually, it is just as big as the PSVR 1. And it does look kind of bulky, right? <laughs> if you if you see that on people now, I'm not sure. Have you seen it on people? I've seen it already on people and it's like, wow, it is kind of big. Apparently, it's um, it's basically the same size, isn't it? It's the original PSVR. It's exactly that, the same that... size. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what one of the things. I think it's just going to, uh, this is going to sound bad, but I just think that that's the one thing that will make it show its age before 
right. it should really. That's that's what what I'll say because the technology I... that's in there is fantastic, and I think it's going to be you know be a leader for a long time. It's not releasing in the same way that the original PSVR was, um, where it was sort of outdated, not necessarily outdated, but it, it was sort of struggling to keep up with the others at that time. This one isn't. It's ahead of the curve at the moment, but I think in terms of form factor, that's the one thing that's going to make it look dated in a couple of years. Very, very soon. I must again tease you with that Stop NDA it. headset. I'm so, I'm so sorry, but it's just like, it's like a mind blowing. Bad Sebastian. Bad Sebastian. Yes, yes, I am. So it's uh, wow. Those two headsets next to each other, that would be so funny. That's that's really crazy. So that does look a bit dated, really. Like the the PSVR two, like it is, it is big. I would say. But what do you think about the the controllers? So um, Steve you said you, you said that you uh, like them, right? They they look cool to you. They look fantastic. They really do look yeah. good. I mean, you know, I, I can imagine with that uh, haptic sensations as well. That's yeah. going to be quite. It's funny because when we first started talking about this, you know, way back when when it was announced, I wasn't so excited about it. But I think actually thinking more and obviously seeing people's reactions already, the haptic sensations especially in the headset and then obviously because they're such good quality it's amazing actually if you think about how it, you know maybe it is expensive but it isn't really if you think about the fact that those controllers themselves could have been three or four hundred pounds on their own really you know with what's exactly the, the tech inside of yeah. it so i absolutely. think absolutely that is one area that i'm i'm very impressed with that's they also why that is also why I cannot understand it when people say like, oh, the PSVR 2 is so expensive. Well, obviously we are enthusiasts, right? And we know there's even more expensive headsets. But if you know, well, that knowledge is lacking for the people who say, oh, it's expensive, right? But if you know that actually like controllers are a complicated thing to do and other headset manufacturers sell them for $300 a pop just for the controllers, actually these $550 are a good price. What are your thoughts well, about the, the controllers, Steve, um, Gary? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, one of the things that I've never tried is a PS5 and, and the DualSense. So people talk about this as if it's almost revolutionary like you, when, you, when you've used it and the haptics is being utilized really well in certain games that it, it can tr transform the experience. So if they've applied that to these types of controllers, it can only be a good thing. And I've got nothing to compare it to. That's a thing. So this is another thing where I would love to give these controllers a try to see how much of a difference it makes. And by all accounts, it's going to make a pretty big difference to the experience. Um, and just on price, I I'll, I'll just wanted to quickly say as well, all things considered, when you, when you mentioned there, Steve, like these controllers, the headset itself, and you think, really, it's impressive that, Compared to everything else that we've got going on at the moment with other VR headsets, without companies that cannot afford... To, I mean, Sony can't afford to take the same losses that Meta can. So we compare everything to something like Quest 2, which is unreasonable anyway. And the the fact is that it makes you wonder how they've got this the price of this headset down as low as they have, yeah. really, yeah. with everything. Um, Unfortunately... Only... Sorry, go on. Well, no, the, the last point I'll make is the only thing that makes me concerned, because we can talk about the potential success of the PSVR 2 and stuff like that, and I was, I, I think it will be a success, but I was just thinking, like, when the PSVR, the original PSVR came out, that was seen as the budget headset at that time. We only had the Rift CV1 and we had the Vive at that time. If you couldn't afford those headsets, which were £800, including motion controllers, plus a VR-ready gaming PC, 
which, you know, you're talking 2000 pounds probably for all everything included. Then the PSVR, the original was seen as the budget version of getting into VR at that time. Now that is flipped. That is completely yeah, the opposite. And what true. we're seeing is the quest is the budget. PSVR two is seen as the high end now. And in terms of how much of a success it could be, I think it's playing on how much they can win over people over to that higher end rather than the the budget thing that sold the last one. That That's really what it comes down it's, to. For, it's because Meta and, well, mainly Meta really, has it just completely uh, confused everybody's perception of how, a VR, how much a VR headset should cost. You know, everyone's now basing it on the Quest 2, which as you say, is heavily subsidized, we can talk. Um, and I really, I, that's, it's crazy to think that a headset like the Quest 2 was so cheap. And it's funny now, it's a lot more money anyway now. And of course, now we've got the Pico 4, but really, like, it, headsets are a lot more money than that normally. And this is not yeah. a normal thing for them to be that <laughs> cheap. So yeah, I, I am impressed with the price, absolutely, especially with the uh, technology that's in this as well. Right, right. I totally agreed with you. So let's have a, another picture here from Ben at the at the lenses. So here you can see obviously the Fresnel. Wow, um, lenses. that's the first time. Yeah, there's a you lot can of... quite. I'm not sure if you can see it as clear as I can here on the screen. So you can quite clearly see those um, concentric rings, which are typical for. Fresnel lenses. So here a lot we of them. have to see. <laughs> There's a lot of them. There's really, There's honestly speaking, quite quite a lot of those uh, Fresnel rings. So let's hope that won't um, give us gut rays. Probably there will, will be gut rays. And we will see that when we see high contrast scenes. So in the they demos would... that people got, they, they saw um, Horizon. And Horizon is such a super colorful game. In those games, you, you don't see gut rays. Right, I could play like a super colorful game on the Valve Index, and I would tell you, okay, there is no God Trace. What are you talking about? But right, but once you see like um, white on black, then it's time to see like God Trace. Or if you see any kind of text, like that's what what um, what I don't like about my Quest Two. Like I'm so used now to pancake lenses. Whenever I see some text, like for example, the names of the games in the Quest Two you can still see those God rays and that is kind of annoying. And I hope it's better here. Now, we'll see that very soon. So we'll yeah, see the, that very, very soon. The um, There was a comment of something I was thinking of myself, actually. I think uh, Mr. Bowian uh, said, do we know if these special Sony Fresnel lenses, if these are the special Sony Fresnel lenses from their patents? I don't think that's been confirmed, has it? Because we know that they patented these new type of Fresnel lenses that were supposed to reduce God rays, but I don't think they've confirmed that these are the ones that are okay. in the headset or not either way. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, again, it's just going to come down to hands-on impressions and once we get them in yeah. our hands, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. It's it's going to happen super, super soon and exciting times, really exciting times for virtual reality and for fans like us. Yes. So I'm going to get it soon and I will let you know my thoughts. Obviously, tell everyone about <laughs> what, 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 what my thoughts are about it. Yes. And I believe that's it for today. It's a bit shorter than today, uh, today than normally, but... 
we got everything here and we're so glad to to have you back on, to have you back on the show Gary for today at least there was a super spontaneous thing it was amazing to catch <laughs> up with you and hear all your thoughts about all the different headsets <laughs> cool yeah it's been great to be back on yeah I wasn't expecting this this morning so uh, yeah I've just <laughs> uh, just uh, got got on but yeah it's been great to talk to you guys as well we don't we don't talk enough I I, I really enjoyed our chats right. before so uh, yeah we need to stay in touch definitely absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, I would like to thank today's sponsor, which is VR Optician, vroptician.com. Go there and buy their VR um, lens inserts. They are absolutely high quality, made in Germany by Zeiss. And um, I'm glad, we're obviously glad to be working together with VR Optician on this sponsorship. And if um, you want to sponsor an episode of the show you can do so simply get in touch with me my email address is down in the description of this video and you can get in touch with well the vr community because this is a really a very good podcast <laughs> which reaches the vr community that is everything that we got for today's show and well give it a thumbs up and don't forget to give this a five-star review If you enjoy this podcast, so go to your iPhone or iPad, open the podcast app, find this podcast and give it a five-star review. That would be truly the best thing to say thank you. That is everything that we got for this week. See you next week. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. Cheerio.